Alright, hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Orbitals. That's right, this is a once-in-a-while podcast special. Sci-fi stories to excite the mind. Uh, I just came up with this in my spare time, and I decided to do it, and I did it all by myself. Because I live for this bullshit. So why don't you sit back and relax and enjoy the very first episode of Orbitals. This story is a little number called The Shanghai Club. Enjoy. Where have they gone? 
The streets too are empty. A cool night air whips but gently down the embankment. You reach into your pocket. A matchbox. A subway map. And a crushed pack of hope cigarettes. You smoke. You don't remember that. You instinctively light one. It's already in your mouth. You strike the match and the perfuming odor of sulfur engulfs. It reminds you of something, but you don't remember what. Look at the matchbox. Look at it again. The Shanghai Club. 1400 Presidential Avenue. A golden dragon across a crimson field. You flip it over. On the back side, Chinese. You don't remember if you read Chinese. You flip the box back over. New York City. You don't remember that either. But you open it. There are five matches left. You walk. You pick a direction. You don't know or care which. The midnight gloom is only severed momentarily by streetlights. A lonely path heading nowhere. Well, maybe you're heading to the Shanghai Club. Maybe, but you don't know where it is. A fog has crept up upon you. Streetlights become fuzzy orbs hanging like far stars in the murky haze. Distance, fear. Where are you going? Your feet, they are your own, are they not? Do you control them? Don't you control them? A red stoplight beckons. You make your way toward it. What about the pain? You forgot about the pain. It's not gone. You come to an intersection, a crossroads. Through the fog, you see a yellowed street sign sighing upon a wall. Presidential Avenue. Below it, this way to the Shanghai Club. An arrow. You follow. But who are you following? You're going to the Shanghai Club. Do you think your memories are there? Presidential Avenue is much brighter, but no less deserted. Stalls, multicolored awnings, goods stocked away from the night rain. You pass a ramen stand, an old man fishing eels from a pot. He turns and stares at you. His eyes are black, black as the purest ebon. You think to speak, but you haven't yet, and no words come. He regards you with some suspicion. Your mouth is dry. You choke the words. They spill out like sand from an hourglass. Shanghai Club, you muster. The man just stares at you in silence for a moment, then lifts one crooked, gnarled finger like some ancient tree bough and points. Further down, he croaks back at you then turns and continues his search for the eel. You follow his finger down, down, down. The kind bright has left you behind to drown once more in the darkness. You step into that darkness, 
A light shines in the distance. Perhaps your memories are there. As you get closer, you can read the sign and see the golden dragon in its crimson field. Velvet ropes guide you through a velvet door. Is it opened for you? A kind old woman, Japanese. She doesn't look Chinese. She bows. Welcome, she says in Mandarin and Japanese. We have been expecting you. The hallway is thick mahogany paneling, varnished and sparkling. You round a corner to a bar. The bartender smiles. The usual, he says. You nod. You let him pour you a drink, and he slides it in front of you. You produce a wallet. It's on the house, sir, he says. You drink, warm, burning in your throat. You involuntarily shake your head. Whiskey. Perhaps gin? Your stomach warms. You look at the bartender. Where am I? You speak. Why do you not remember? He says playfully. You must have had quite a time. He pours you another drink. He smiles. You're in the Shanghai Club, of course. He drops a lime into the concoction, and it fizzes in the liquid. Then, regarding the expression of confusion rapidly spreading over your face, you really don't remember, do you? He says. Someone is meeting you here. The old woman says from behind you. Yes, says the bartender. They are coming here now. For me, you ask. Someone is coming here for me. If you don't truly remember, then you are in the right place. The old woman says. This is a place of memories, says the bartender, where they can go and be collected, and one day perhaps found. Have another drink, the old woman says. They are coming here now. You drink sugary, sweet cola. You drink it down and begin to feel at ease. Some sort of jazz plays, post-pop. Trumpets scream and hoot, but softly in the background. Another drink on the house, of course. He fills your cup with wine, blood red. It's sticky and bitter. It is filled with the millions of dead. He says. You drink. The clock ticks. It's loud, invasive. Tick tick tick. What time is it, sir? You ask the bartender. And where is the clock? There is no clock here. He replies. There is no time here. Only memories. You sell memories? You ask. We supply them. He responds. We give them back to their original owners, if possible, and if not, to a deserving party. Do you have any of my memories? You ask. Tick, tick, tick. Where's that clock? We may have them. That is possible. He places a hand on his chin and pondering. What do you think? And there is this clock. There is this clock. Could have your memories," the old woman says. "I seem to remember you, as do I," says the bartender. "You've been here many times, in fact." "I have," you ask. "You don't remember being here at all." "Do you store memories here too?" you ask. The bartender furrows. "Store?" 
do you take them from people? Only those who give them, the old woman says. So you could erase someone's memory, you ask. Standing. Do sit down, sir, they both exclaim. The old woman's hands reach out and grab you. They are soft, frail, and gentle, but you cannot escape them. She guides you back to your seat. You relax. The bartender slides you another drink. You drink. Yes, she says, after a moment. We can store memories for people who want them taken away. You feel light. If someone doesn't want their memories, we can give them a chance to release those memories. This is true. To release them from those memories, the bartender says you sit in silence for a few minutes you drink. Did I do that then? Did I give you my memories, you ask? You may have, says the bartender. That's certainly a possibility. But you, you stop. You can't think of the words you can't remember. All will become clear, the old woman says. Just enjoy yourself for now. Drink, you drink. Sour, soulful Asian pop music plays from some unknown speaker. Tick, tick, tick. And they leave you to your own devices. The bartender prepares his garnishes. The old woman counts bills. You look around the room, photos line the walls, regular people, a man standing proudly with his family, two lovers lost in embrace, a young child with a baseball cap, a beautiful woman, they are unfamiliar to you. You drink, you stand, the alcohol has numbed the pain almost to naught, you walk amongst the photos, faces unrecognizable, blurred in your own eyes. Who are these people, you ask? The bartender looks up from his work. Only memories, he says. Better left to those who remembered them. Are my memories here, you ask? He doesn't answer, but rather continues to chop. Tick, tick, tick. What time is it? You ask again impatiently. Do not worry, says the old woman. They will be here soon. Do sit down and have another drink. The lovers leer at you. You return to the bar. He pours you a Japanese beer. I remember this, you say. Excuse me, says the bartender. And he stops what he's doing, and he puts down his knife. I remember this, this very moment. This place, the Shanghai Club. I remember it. In this seat, in this beer, you become excited. What do you remember, he says. Yes, says the old woman. What do you remember? You close your eyes. Go ahead, it's all right. Close your eyes. Now think, what was it? What was the memory? The memory you gave away. It's in there. It's deep. It hurts. You don't want to remember it, so you gave it away. It's hidden. Somewhere in the subconscious, you hid it away. It's hidden. So you wouldn't have to feel that way. There it is. There it is. You're thinking of it now. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I know it hurts. Did you see their face? Their smile? I'm hurting too. I'm also hurting. I saw mine. My memories. You have it for a second. The memory flirts with your eyes, drips from your mind, and it is gone. No, you say. It was almost there, I almost had it. But it's gone. 
The bartender slides the beer before you again. I remembered something, though, you say. It was very distant, vague, but I remembered. A feeling, the old woman says. A phantom limb, he says. He scoffs. You can't remember it because you gave it away, don't you see? Try as hard as you might. You'll never remember it. That's the price you pay, says the old woman. Her hands come over your shoulders, motherly, warm. When you came to us, you wanted nothing more than to rid yourself of that foul thing. The bartender exclaims, you pleaded to be free from the stench of your own failure. And we helped you, the old woman says. We eased your pain, we cured you. You drink, but you cannot remember. The bartender laughs, he pours another round, this time with a glass for himself and a glass. He moves across the bar to the old woman and he pours a shot for each of you and you drink. The link to the memory is still too strong, she says. You shouldn't have given them the matchbox, says the bartender. And he downs his glass and readies another pour. You knew it would lead them back here. That's our policy, she says. To return the memories of the subject, the customer, if they want them. They don't want these memories, the bartender scoffs again. Look, you. He's right in your face now. And his breath smells of plaque and onion and sour liqueurs. You begged me to take these memories from you. You drink. His breath, his aura, it surrounds you. You told me you'd rather be dead than remember. He is nose to nose. You can feel him, can't you? Are your eyes still closed? Do not open them. Those pictures, he says. You see them now? You see the pictures. They line the walls. The faces are coming into focus. Can you see them? You couldn't before, he says. You couldn't see any of them because you didn't want to see them. You should remember them. Your heart tells you that, but you can't. You don't. You won't. They will remain here safe and unable to harm you any longer. You may forget everything once the procedure is complete, but that is what you want, correct? Yes, you say. I remember this, you say. Once the memory is extracted, we will store it here with the others, says the old woman. Billions of memories we have kept guard over for centuries. I remember this, you say. And you won't be able to access them ever again. Do you understand that? Once they are within the library, they cannot be reinserted or recalled without intense emotional pain. However, you can link to them if you can't find your way back here, the old woman says. I don't want to remember these, you said. I'll never come back for them. You'll never see me again, you said. Then why are you here, asked the bartender. I remember all of this, you say. You open your eyes. Are they still closed? There is something out there. Stop. Wait. Keep your eyes closed. Don't open them, sweetie, says the old woman. But I thought you wanted to remember, laughs the bartender. Do not open your eyes. The bartender is lying to you. Open your eyes, says the bartender. Keep your eyes closed. There is something in the room with you. Do not open your eyes. They're here, says the old woman.
music stops. The door creaks open. May I take your coat? Says the old woman. You see a shade gliding through the door. You cannot see who they are. You cannot remember them. They glide past. They make no notice of you. They sit at the bar. The usual, says the bartender. Who is that? You ask. You can't see them, he says. No, you reply. You erased them, he says. They don't remember you either. They see the same spot, a hole in the world. But who are they? Who are they? You say. They're here for the same reason as you were, he says. They want to forget, says the old woman. You look at them. You look through them. But who are they? You ask. Even if I told you, you wouldn't remember. The bartender slides a gin and tonic before your guest. You remember that? Or was it something else? Tell me anyway. You say. The words that leave his mouth are ungraspable. You cannot seem to hear them. You hear a name, perhaps. But you cannot seem to remember it. Please tell me who they are. You ask. I want to know. I have a right to know. Oh God! I want them back. I must have them back. Please, who are they? Everything stops. Are your eyes still closed? Something is backing away from you. It's almost safe. Just keep your eyes closed a little longer. I promise I will keep you safe. Just keep your eyes closed. Is there next to you? You almost remember the photos. Is that you? Is that me? Is that them? What did you need to remember? Where is it? Look, look. Deep inside yourself. They're giving their memories away. You know. You do know. You don't know why. You do know. But the feeling of dread grows. No, you say. No, don't, don't do it. They cannot hear you," says the bartender. "Don't, please," you plead. "Don't give up on it." You reach out to them. There is nothing but cold air. It is too late," says the old woman. "They want to forget, like you did," says the bartender. "They want to forget you too." As soon as it appeared, the specter floats out again. You sit with your drink and you hold your eyes closed. They're gone," you say. "Yes," says the bartender. "And soon you will be as well." It is rather late, you say. It is, says the bartender. I really should be getting home, you say. You're not driving tonight, right? Says the old woman. No, I'll walk. It's only a few blocks from here, you say. You will come again, won't you? The bartender asks. Oh, I would assume so, you say. You pull out your wallet. I insist, you say. It's all part of your prepaid bill," says the old woman. "You've already paid," says the bartender. "You know, I don't even remember why we even came in here in the first place," you say. "Something about that sign." "No one remembers how they got here," says the bartender. "But here we all are." "Have a good night, Yoshida-san," you say to him. "And you as well." The old woman gives you a polite hug. Don't be a stranger, she says. 
We'll always be here, he says. You stagger out the door and the warm spring rain trickles down from a wooden water chute. Like a skeletal chorus, you walk out into the night. You may open your eyes. Is it safe? Are you certain? You look around. Are you home? Are you back? Look, they're on the nightstand. You reach through the dark, and you grasp the small matchbox in your hand. The Shanghai Club. You turn it over. You read the writing now. Should you ever lose your way, you will find it here in Chinese. You turn the matchbox over. You rest it back on the nightstand. You don't remember going there. You don't remember where Presidential Avenue is. Have you been there before? Did you lose your way? You close your eyes. Sleep overtakes you. You drift away. You are gone. And then, you wake up in Chinatown. You don't know how you got there. The rain on the windowsill beats out a polyrhythm and cars whoosh by the rushing water they displace splashing against the small basement window, which through you see the neon sheen of fluorescent lures scattered in the night. You reach into your pocket, anticipating what you already know is there. You sit up and fumble the matchbox in your hand. You open it. There are four matches left. You light a cigarette. You walk out that same door. Up those same steps, out into the deep night, whose prowling fingers extend over every inch of every corner of everywhere. You look, and you walk, and the night, it engulfs you. And you walk, and you find the old man with his obsidian eyes, and you walk right past him, and you see the Shanghai club, and you don't remember a thing, and you stop, and you hold the matchbox in your hand. You have that feeling you've been here before. The velvet ropes, the velvet door, they call to you. The old woman is calling to you to the rain. Come in, dear, we've been expecting you. And you stand there as the rain drops, splattering against your matchbox, and the wetness trickles down your face. And you look at the door to the Shanghai club, and the old woman's teeth are black and raw. And she has no eyeballs. They've melted out, and her fingers are long and bony. And she cackles, and blood drips from her chin. And hell follows with her, and a snake writhes at her feet. And the night is dark and full of terror. You turn, you run, you cast the matchbox from your hand, and you run. The rain now daggers striking your cheeks, and you turn a corner, right, left, left, and you're at your house. But your eyes are still closed, and you thrust open the door, slamming and locking it behind you before sliding down to the ground. Now you're sitting, with your back against the door. You never go back there. You never go down Presidential Avenue ever again. You move on, get a job, marry, have children, get old, live your whole life, and you forget. You forget it all until one day. You wake up in Chinatown. The Shanghai Club was written and performed by Kevin James Hart, featuring the music of Herbie Hancock, Alice Coltrane, Pete Drake, Duke Ellington, and John Coltrane. Wagner and the German Krautrock band Popol Vuh. 
None of those artists' music belongs to me. All rights reserved to them. This is a free podcast. I have no sponsors or advertisers, so don't sue me. This has been Orbitals, the very first episode. My name's Kevin J. McCartney. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in space. That's terrible. We'll have to change that.